Welcome to the Freedom Challenge Online with host and director of the Freedom Challenge, Tracy Doherty. Our mission is to do good by helping enslaved women and children, to do more than you ever thought physically possible, and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. Hi, Freedom Sisters. Thank you for joining us today. On a previous episode, we shared about the Operation Mobilization Ministries that we support in Moldova, and we explained that Moldova is a country in Eastern Europe with concerningly high statistics for human trafficking. Our friend Anastasia shared with us some stories and her challenges and the ways that we could pray for the women and children in Moldova. And in this episode, we're going to hear from another ministry in Moldova that the Freedom Challenge has had the honor of participating and partnering with over these last years. We are joined today by two phenomenal, purpose-filled women who are living out their why. Welcome Julia Ubevok who is the founder and project manager of an effective and powerful ministry called Beginning of Life. Beginning of Life provides a space to the vulnerable and marginalized women and children that are working through their traumas in a safe place and in a safe community. Beginning of Life also provides rehabilitation, education, and support for women to prevent oppression and trafficking in their own families. Also joined with me again is our friend Anastasia, who was here to talk about Operation Mobilization in Moldova on our last episode. And she's going to actually translate Julia as she speaks in her first language, Russian. I was personally inspired, just taken back by this very classy, very elegant, very well-spoken Julia last year as we saw the depth of her work and we watched her interact with the young women at the conference we were at, boldly teaching and caring so much rapport with these girls. Welcome, ladies. Thank you, Nastia, for translating. And Julia, can you share with us a little bit about yourself specifically your family and your educational background. Меня зовут Юля. My name is Yulia. Я родилась на Кавказе, в стране России. I was born in Russia in Caucasus. Мои родители, моя семья была неверующих, не христиане. I was born in the non-Christian, the non-Christian family. И там, где я жила, в основном были мусульмане. And we lived in this Muslim area. И узнала я о Христе только в 18 лет. And first I heard about Jesus only when I was 18 years old. И это действительно была настоящая встреча, потому что мы и даже в семье не слышали о Боге. We even never heard, my parents never heard about Lord Jesus. И в 18 лет для меня, до 18 лет я была очень непослушным, очень подвижным ребенком, и создавала очень много проблем. Before 18 years old, I made many problems in my family. И поэтому, когда я пришла к Богу, были все очень рады, что я все-таки успокоилась. I was 18 and I repented, I received Lord Jesus every Everyone was so happy what I am different now. И я поехала в Санкт-Петербург учиться в христианском университете. 
So I decided to go and to study in St. Petersburg in the Christian University. Для меня это было очень удивительное время. It was a special time for me. Потому что я для себя открывала новый мир. Because I opened a new world for myself. А еще я больше поняла еще одну заповедь, что проверить свою любовь к Богу я смогу только через любовь к ближнему. And another interesting thing, what I realized, to check how do I love Jesus, I need first of all to love people. Поэтому там я заразилась еще одной, одним желанием учиться дальше и учиться на психолога. Именно тому, той науке, которая изучает поведение человека. So I decided to study psychology. This is a science about people, about how they act and why they act in this way. И когда я заканчивала уже в Санкт-Петербурге богословие, знания богословия, на последнем курсе я встретила своего мужа, и мы поженились. Мы полюбили и поженились. Another country in Moldova. It's a new world for me again. И, но у меня продолжало оставаться желание это изучать психологию, изучать душепопечительство и изучать поведение человека. But I still have this desire how to, how to serve to the people, how to uh, study more psychology and how to help to people. Уже через пару лет моего мужа рукоположили и он стал пастором. In a few years, my husband became a pastor. И стандартно предлагают для женщины обычно петь в хоре или заниматься детьми. So usually the standard is for the pastor's wife is to sing in the choir or to be involved in the kids' ministry. Но мой муж был всегда внимателен ко мне, и он он спросил меня, чем я хочу заниматься. But my husband is such a great husband, so he asked me, "What do you want to do? What do you like to do?" И мы решили, что я буду поступать здесь, в университет, учиться на психолога. Moldova, и я получила магистратуру психологии. Но уже параллельно этому я начала искать для себя служение среди женщин. But in the same time, I started to serve to women in the church. And then I started to serve to the ladies. This idea came to us to create an organization to register this organization as beginning of life. Yes, поначалу мой муж меня очень сильно поддерживал в этом, но поддерживал как мое служение. Это было как отдельное что-то от церкви, вот ну как как некое служение, и в то же время это моя занятость. So in the beginning, my husband supported me so much, but it was uh, only my ministry. Но его сердце горело так же, как и мое, и начало жизни на самом деле выбрало такой фокус – это быть там, где нужны перемены. So, but his heart started to uh, to be on fire for these women too, and now uh, beginning of life. Uh, really helps to these to needy people and answers uh, on their needs. И сначала у нас был один проект, это помощь беременным женщинам, одиноким мамочкам, которые в кризисе беременности, которые хотели сделать аборты. У нас была такая было желание поговорить с ними и остановить их от этого. 
In the beginning, we started uh, to work with mothers who planned to have an abortion. So we tried to speak with them, to stop them, to show them love. And during this uh, ministry in the hospitals, I met another kind of women who came to do an abortion, but somebody else pushed them to do this abortion. И uh, на то время мой муж учился в Праге и периодически ездил в, uh, в Прагу на сессиях. И там он встретил одну женщину, которая uh, американка, она была, и она занималась именно uh, женщинами-проститутками. Это было ее служение. Ladies who were in prostitution. И uh, когда она с ним общалась, она сказала, ты знаешь что-то о трафике в вашей стране? And then they talked together, the lady asked my husband, what do you know about trafficking in Moldova? И он сказал, что я первый раз слышу такое слово. And he said, oh, first time I hear something about this. I don't even know the word trafficking. И когда они прогуливались по Праге, она показала на бары, где обслуживаются женщины из Молдавии. So they had together a walk on Prague, and uh, she showed, you know, these restaurants and bars, and she showed to him, look, these ladies are Moldovans. И она сказала, ты знаешь, что все они здесь находятся не по своей воле. And do you know they work as prostitutes here? And that's not their decision. Somebody brought them in this country. But they have to do it because people can kill them. И тогда мой муж на самом деле вообще развернулся полностью к тому, что я делала. Он приехал домой тогда, и он сказал, Юля, мы должны узнать все, что происходит в Молдове. Там столько, вне нашей страны, столько наших молдаван, что мы должны как-то это на это реагировать. And then he came back from Prague, so he said, Yulia, let's, let's check what is happening in our country. I saw so many Moldovan women who works abroad and they are prostitutes. Let's see and let's go deeper in this problem. И мы начали молиться об этом, и Бог не замедлил с ответом. Мы через некоторое время, Бог дал мне возможность встретиться с, почти с группой женщин, которые на самом деле были в трафике. And we started to pray, and uh, for this ministry, it was on our heart for a long time. And I met a group of people, the ladies who were in traffic. And for the whole summer, for three months, I was working with these ladies, and I realized how huge is the problem. So we started in the same summer, we started the rehabilitation center for this kind of lady. And it was in time, you know, it was the answer from the Lord. Да, на сегодняшний день жертвы трафика это не единственная категория, кому мы оказываем помощь. Of course, now we work with different types of people, not only with the uh, trafficked women. But we all know what this kind of women, these ladies, they're the most vulnerable. У нас есть психологическая арт-студия, которая непосредственно занимается именно психологической помощью, но через такой инструмент, как арт-терапия. So we have the art studio where we do different uh, therapies 
И мы понимаем, что есть очень много женщин, которые очень в группе риска находятся для того, чтобы уехать где-то, попасться в такую ситуацию, как стать жертвами трафика. And we understand that there is a risk all the time in Moldova for the ladies to get in traffic, to go abroad, to find a, a job, and to yeah, to work as a prostitute. So in these nine years, 100 ladies went through our center. Thank you for that beautiful picture of how this ministry started in your heart and was birthed from this pastoral place in your community. It is a joy and an honor to hear from you and for me to have actually experienced the power and the effectiveness of the things that you're talking about. One of the things that I was blown away by was the fact that everything that you have touched, both in the child and mother rooms, the the little preschools you've set up, the therapeutic art center, all of these things have such an attention to excellence and detail. And I was blown away by the stylishness, but also the level of excellence and heart that's gone into everything that you have touched. There's a real female touch. And it's evident when you walk around. Our whole team was pretty taken by that. We've heard a little bit about the heart behind these ministries, but I wonder if maybe you could speak into a very specific person or family and highlight a story of transformation. Да, таких историй очень много в нашей практике и опыте, но я расскажу про Веронику. We have many stories, and I will share today about Veronica. So uh, her story shows everything what does uh, beginning of life for these ladies. Она пришла к нам уже в центр раннего развития. She was born in very, very poor family. So she had a uh, yeah drunkards and uh, very abusive uh, parents. So uh, she was taken from the family. Then she was a teenager. Uh, she was uh, moved to an uh, orphanage. После интерната она оказалась сначала с одним мужчиной начала жить, потом с другим мужчиной стала жить. After the orphanage, she started to live with one man, after with another man. И это очень распространенная история, потому что им как-то надо выживать после интерната. And this is a very usual, you know, story with all these girls. Она забеременела, и этот мужчина ее оставил, отец ребенка. So she got pregnant, and the man left her. So she realized she's a single mom, she has a child, what to do, no job. Она оставляет ребенка на... Это очень популярно, опять же, как решают у нас проблему. Она оставляет своего ребенка на подружку, а сама едет на заработки, чтобы зарабатывать там и высылать деньги для своего ребенка. And very popular Moldovan story. So she left her child with her friend and went to work abroad to earn some money. So she went in Moscow and she get in this um, work slavery there. И потом она попадает в сексуальное рабство. And after this, she gets in this sexual slavery. 
она понимает, что у нее, ее ничего не держит там, в принципе, у нее никто не отбирал документы, ее никто не привязывал, держал где-то в подвале. Она просто начала работать и, в принципе, работала. Это было сексуальное рабство, и это не был проституция, где она зарабатывала. So then she worked, her pimps were actually not beating her, they didn't take the documents from her. She just was working there. One of the clients, uh, then she shared her story, asked her, how can I help you? And actually she answered, you know, it's too much already for me. So if you can maybe buy a ticket for me, plane ticket, I want to go back in Moldova and I want to be with my child. Она вернулась в Молдову и начала барахтаться, как-то заботиться о своем ребенке. Она обращалась во все инстанции, чтобы ей как-то помогли. So she went back in Moldova and she went to the different organization to find a job, you know, to the governmental organizations. И вот божьими путями она попадает к нам, чтобы прийти и просить продуктовый пакет, который у нас есть в одном из центров, мы выдаем материальную помощь. So she couldn't get anything. And praise the Lord, she came in our organization. She asked us to buy some food for her. Then she came, we started to give her questions and uh, asked her about her life, about her plans for future. И мы узнаем, и узнаем еще не историю эту, которая она бы рассказала. Она не говорила о том, что она была в Москве, что она попала в трафик и так далее. Она это скрывала, она еще пока не доверяла нам. Но мы ей предложили позаниматься со своим ребенком в центре раннего развития. And we asked her, but she was too closed and you know, she didn't believe to people. So she didn't want to share with us this story. So what we asked her, can you bring your child in our center? She liked this idea so much, but somebody will, uh, will explain to her how to educate her child because she never had this good example. So she brought her child in the center. И у нас очень много таких женщин, которые сегодня мамами являются для своих детей, но они вышли из той семьи, где тоже было разрушено все, где не было примера материнства, что надо заботиться и развивать своего ребенка. And we have many women like like Veronica. They never had this good example. And how can they be uh, good moms for their their children if they never never saw this love and uh, never saw care for them? И по сути они повторяют. Мы называем это как круги бедности, которые повторяются из поколения в поколение. So we call it like the circle of poverty, you know. So the the daughter repeats the story of her mom. So we guys realize if she would have not bring her child, her child would have repeated the same story. So we started to work with mom, with Veronica. She went through these courses, psychological courses. И тут она начинает просто открывать нам всю свою историю, все, что происходило с ней до этого. And she started to open her heart step by step. И она начинает восстанавливаться постепенно. So step by step, you know, she shared with us what happened with her and she felt more relief. 
And I'm very happy today because I see her as a different person. Да, у нее еще очень много впереди трудностей, но она сегодня встретила мужчину, она вышла замуж, у нее родился ребенок. И она очень часто, когда я ее встречаю, она говорит о том, что она сегодня вспоминает все почти уроки, которые она получила от нас. Of course, she has many difficulties even now in her life, but praise the Lord, she gets married, she has a very good husband, they have a second child, and she shares what she remembers, you know, all her past, everything what happened with her in past, and Veronika is so thankful to us, and all the time she has tears in her eyes, and she says, guys, you taught me how... How to be a mom? You showed me this new model of the family. This is Veronica's story, and such a beautiful story it is. I remember being last year in the facility that you had set up. That was a shared space specifically for the mothers and the children, and being able to hear the slow, transformative, holistic work. That's coming from beginning of life is both inspiring, and I really stand in awe and thank you for your good work. It really represents prevention for her child, the rescue and the restoration process in the mother, and the development of her own life to be empowered for her life and to pass those values on to her daughter as well. It is a remarkable story. I'm so grateful to have heard it today with our listeners. Now, Moldova comes out of, we touched on this last time, Nastia, that Moldova comes out of the USSR and the political and economical difficulties, specifically in Moldova, can be quite overwhelming. So can you explain a little bit about how you continue to trust God with the outcomes when things are often difficult and you're faced with the choices of humans and the ever draw back to the lifestyles that, you know, the sin nature and woundedness and trauma and all of the things that constitute a human soul that's been traumatized Um, this can often present, I'm sure, a difficulty for you staying present and continuing on and enduring. What are some of the ways, Yulia, that you care for your own soul and stay inspired and engaged, even in the midst of some of the pains and discouragements around you? You know, how do you stay inspired in difficulty? Но меня всегда вдохновляют э, те результаты, которые я могу видеть измененных жизней людей. Потому что я, да, я очень часто вижу и чувствую такое разочарование, когда ты вкладываешься в человека, пытаешься ему помочь, а он, у него ничего не меняется в жизни. Of course, many times you feel discouraged and you help to the person, you try to do your best, but nothing happens in this life. But what I started to learn, even the small changes are already great. И чем больше я работаю с травмой, помогаю людям после травмы восстанавливаться, тем больше я понимаю, что это очень длительный и долгий процесс изменений и восстановления. And then I work with tra traumatized people. I realize that this is a very long um, period. And this is the 
a very long process, you know, to to restore your life. So what I learned to be happy even for small, small, small changes. И я я действительно искренне всегда благодарю Бога за маленькие изменения, которые происходят. And all the time I just thank the Lord even for this very little. Maybe unnoticeable things. And then I see the stories like I just shared about Veronica or Olga or just whatever and other girls. I'm even more inspired and I see, oh, it really brings the result. So how do I care for myself? Uh, first of all, I'm very thankful to the Lord for my family. So from the beginning, as I mentioned already, my husband supported me in everything. And we have a beautiful daughter who is 20 years old and uh, she serves with us together. My family is my support. It's amazing to be together. So what we do, we try to have this quality time, three of us, only with our family. But in the same time, you know, we have this um, quiet time, only me and God. For example, my husband, he likes to read books or to write something. He goes in the room alone and spends time with Lord. Я очень люблю уединяться. Это для меня тоже время творчества. Я люблю рисовать. I like to spend time alone too, so uh, my hobby is to draw. Моя дочь, она тоже уединяется, у нее тоже есть свои увлечения, которые позволяют ей быть именно в ее, выражать свою индивидуальность и быть в своем мире. So my daughter, she has different hobbies too, and she likes this time, only her and her hobby. И каждый из нас имеет это время отношений с Богом. And of course, we have this personal relationship with God. That's some good wisdom for us to take away. So often women are pouring out and meeting needs and they're not taking care of themselves and staying connected to God and themselves and to others. And I appreciate you sharing that wisdom with us. I want to ask you a little bit about Freedom Challenge and how you've been able to interact with both the women and the funds that have come your way through the Women of the Freedom Challenge. I would also love to hear a little bit about your vision moving forward, any new projects, and some ways that we can be praying for you. I'll also add before you move into that, that I really enjoyed and was impacted by the art studio where the art from the women was displayed, giving them economic empowerment and ownership over the things that they have learned. That was um, very inspirational for us. And so, you know, talk a little bit about those kinds of things and share with our women how their efforts has impacted Beginning of Life and you personally. So through OM, we get to know Freedom Challenge. 
And I can tell you for sure, like Freedom Challenge, they inspired me very much. So for me, Freedom Challenge made me a huge challenge to go uh, in Machu Picchu in Peru. И для меня это был проект, который такой вызов моему возрасту, моему хобби, потому что в молодости я ходила в горы, я на Кавказе родилась. Для меня это был такой вызов пробы себя на что-то большое. It was a huge challenge because uh, uh, because of my age, but the most inspiring was the idea, the theme of human, of human trafficking. Для меня каждая женщина, которая поднималась туда в гору с этой темой, чтобы заявить о себе, сказать о том, что она против насилия, против трафика, для меня это был какой-то ну, вызов героя. And I'm amazed by all these women who made this trail and who are against human trafficking. И я тоже хотела стать таким героем. And I wanted to be hero like you are, ladies. Я понимала, что я работаю женщинами трафика, которым помогаю восстанавливаться. И мне хотелось сделать такой героический поступок, подняться на гору ради этого. I knew I'm working already with the, with this women but i wanted to be this hero i wanted to climb this mountain but unfortunately maybe you guys know two weeks before something happened with my health and i was very weak i was laying in my bed but i was blessing all of you ladies and Irina from my organization and you know then she came back i didn't think even expected so much support from you guys и конечно же те финансы которые получили мы они пошли на на тот момент это центр раннего развития работы с мамочками одиноким которые самая уязвимая я считаю категория в стране нашей и на арт-терапию and the finances what you guys sent we used to for the beginning of life and for the art story so really your help it's such a huge investment in our ministry uh, we know guys what you are a spiritual blessing for us and we know what you always pray for us and support us in prayers скажем так иметь те проекты которые имеют живых людей и живые истории we still of course have needs we still are working on different projects это всегда очень очень сложный процесс восстановления and all the time you know it's not easy to uh, restore people's life but we all know what we are not alone and we're all together work together мы это чувствуем we feel your support that's beautiful i remember your health crisis right um as the trip was happening for Peru we missed you so much and mm -hmm. our heart really um longed for you to be there with us and we definitely waved the Moldovan banner i also wanted to say about the art center if you are listening and you are a freedom challenge champion or you plan on becoming one we are arranging to have several of their very cute little homemade dolls from Moldova as one of your gifts. So there'll be a special order for that. So you can actually see the quality of work that these women do and feel connected from the heart to beginning of life and the ministry that happens there through the creativity and the economic empowerment of art 
as therapy and also as a skill set that these women can engage with. We will continue to pray for you because we believe in you. We believe in the work that's happening there in Moldova. Our hearts are invested. Our hearts are filled with belief at what you will continue to do through the power of the Holy Spirit, through his creative, restorative power, through the women and and the young girls and even the children that you get to influence and be, they get to be a part of your life. We feel a part of all that you've shared. Thank you for sharing today, ladies. Um, Again, what incredible ministries what innovative ways to approach the need in your country in a way that has lasting effect. Again, when you give to the Freedom Challenge, ladies and listeners, you're supporting the ministry in Moldova. These ministries directly impact women and children, and we want to encourage you to continue to support these ministries financially. You can go to our show notes, you can go to our website, thefreedomchallenge.com, and you can give directly. We encourage you to continue joining in prayer for these ministries. Thank you listeners for joining us today, and until next time, let's do good, do more than you ever thought possible, and do it together. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge Online, brought to you by the Freedom Challenge a ministry of Operation Mobilization USA. For more information about what we do and how you can partner with us, check out our website, thefreedomchallenge.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at the FCUSA.